Well, I've heard this story a lot of times about people having laptops and overheating being an issue. You know, I don't know how many friends of mine have built big computers and had to add so many fans into them or put better fans into them to keep their system cooled while it's in operation. Well, all of this comes down to electronics. And electronics can overheat. And with your laptop, batteries can overheat. When it comes to the world of electricity, overheating can be a problem with extensive use. Plugging in, pulling out, recharging, operating the system, anything can lead to an extensive amount of heat. The real question is, how do we keep it cool? And how can we utilize that heat to operate our system as well? These are things that Autolux is going to take a look at today on the Autolux podcast. Autolux Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from Autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website at Autolux.net. If you haven't been there, stop by, check it out, and look at some of the corporate links websites from around the world. We have car companies you've never even heard of, and car corporations, like umbrella corporations you didn't even know existed on the Autolux.net website. And also stay tuned for many of our ratings at least once a week. We will put up ratings of brand new vehicle for each model year. This rating has been put through the Autolux.net rating system, which we have developed over the past 15 years to get down to the best designs of the globe. If you want to see how far we've gone back, you can check out the rated page and see all the ratings we have done and the basic ratings for all major cars from around the world. We rate over 500 cars every single year based on exterior design aspects all from the doctor to the automotive industry mr everett j and the autolux.net website so like i said in the beginning we're trying to keep batteries cool now when we first saw electric cars we thought okay this is something that somebody's gonna have to think of like sure we have more sustainable battery sources that don't create as much heat as our old nickel hydride or nickel cadmium batteries but batteries no matter what can get warm your phone may not seem like it it can overheat you put it inside an otter box Let's just say, if you're taking tons of pictures, you're constantly utilizing it to its full extent, you're overusing your battery, and your battery will start to heat up. You have to remember, you're getting every single particle inside of that battery moving at a higher rate than its standard usage will allow. And when it comes to automotive batteries, this is true as well, where automotive batteries are put to the test and stretched to their limits on what they're able to do. Now, why do we ask the question about how you're going to keep things cool? Now, we all know that a battery running at optimal temperature will give you, will optimize battery efficiency. So in minus 40, you're not getting perfect battery efficiency because it is literally a block of frozen mass. When it's boiling hot, the same is true. In between, you have to have your standard operating heat level. But how do we maintain that in an automobile? Well, the internal combustion engine, we had a radiator, which allows coolant to go through the system, keeping it cool. On top of that, we also have kept in line intake ports. You get your front grill, your lower intake, portholes, side gills, brake ducts, hood vents, cowl hoods, and even air dams, all 
drawing cold air into the system. How we even add even more to our systems if we know we're going to be pushing them to the limit. We add a cold air intake to help cool the system a lot better. If you take a look at the brand new Challenger 170, it only has two headlights, where the original had four. But the two inner headlights are now cold air intake. Because they know over 1,000 horsepower operating out of that engine and people willing to take that thing to the drag strip, they are going to severely push the limits of that engine. And we have to keep it cool. Well, these are things we've all known for the internal combustion engine for over a century. We need to cool it. Hell, if you watch the Cars movies with your kids, watch the Mater Tall Tales when he goes back to the past. Radiator Springs was founded because it was a watering hole in the desert where it allowed you to fill water into your radiator to keep your vehicle from overheating. Kind of funny that the founding member of Radiator Springs was a Model T who needed a refreshing drink of water. Now with a battery, because it's electricity, we can't flow liquids over top of it. <laughs> you want to electrocute yourself? Go right ahead. Sure, we could encase the entire thing in rubber and cross your fingers and hope that nothing gets through. But no, there are other ways. Using a liquid byproduct really isn't your best option for cooling a battery down. And what happens when a battery gets too hot? Well, we've covered this in a podcast from our first season. One of the original 10 episodes that came out called Fire Batteries. And we know you've seen all kinds of these cases about electric cars catching fire, even on their own when not plugged in. But they're also catching fire while plugged in. Why is this happening? Well, faulty systems. Electricity has this little issue where if there is a small fault in the system that can cause the system to overheat in any such way and there is no non-conductive material on top of it, it will cause a spark and could cause a fire. Kind of need how that works. So if you have a toaster and part of your wire is sticking out, you go to plug it in, you get a little shock, you'll feel it. If you have an outlet in your house, like I have one in my office, and I know my in-laws, their entire house is wired this way, where it doesn't have a ground, where it doesn't create a proper grounding system for electricity. So without a grounding system, it's full-on contact. And with that, it can cause the system to overheat. My in-laws learned this last summer when they had to utilize one of the plug-in coolers from my brother and sister-in-law. They blew the fan on thing because their outlets aren't properly grounded. When I plug in my cell phones, they can overheat because the box is not properly grounded. Properly grounding it keeps it from overheating as well. How do we keep battery in the floorboards of our automobile grounded and cool? Well, grounded is easy. You can basically ground the thing to the steel cage that surrounds it. There you go. Problem solved with that. But how do we keep it cool? Well, as it comes to surprise, we did a podcast, our first season, yet again, and we wrote an article before our first season of podcast about the fact of how grills are disappearing. Well, why are grills disappearing from vehicles? It's because we don't require as much cooling in our systems now because they become more efficient in cooling themselves through our cooling systems that we don't need these oversized grills anymore. Okay, that's good for internal combustion engine cars. But if you take a look at the electric car industry, big grills have all but disappeared. The original Model S had a blackout screen on the front that made it appear that it had a grill. When the second generation came out, it didn't. That blackout grill was gone and it essentially had a nose, a pointed nose at the front. This is one of those things in the electric vehicle industry that's going to disappear. 
Those front noses, if you've noticed in the past couple years, are starting to give way to lower intake ports. Hell, if you even take a look at the brand new Charger Daytona concept from Dodge, take a look at the hood and see how much extra airflow that thing can get. Because we don't have an internal combustion engine jamming up the front of our vehicle, essentially that front end spot, we don't need all of that space. It's nice to have an extra storage compartment, the frunk, which we've done a previous podcast about. Get the frunk out. It's pretty funny. Stop by. Let's do it after this. But we can actually take space away from that and allow cold air to rush over the top of the vehicle to keep it planted to the ground. On top of that, instead of having a centralized grill smack dab near the top of the front of the vehicle, We've noticed through our rating systems at Autolux.net that a lot of electric cars now are starting to create larger intake ports along the bottom and even driving air in behind the brake. Side air ports, hell even side gills, are bringing cold air rushing over top of the batteries underneath the vehicle. Auto companies have finally caught on to the fact that they need to cool these batteries. It's a funny context when you think about it because really this is something they should have thought about a long time ago. Like we have been finding ways to cool our engines off for a long time. So why is it when batteries started entering vehicles? It wasn't until they started catching on fire because of overheating or malfunctions in the systems that we finally realized, hey, we need to cool these fucking things down. If you go online, you take a look at Super Motors, you know, the old aftermarket sub-brand from the Seat brand of Volkswagen Group. They have their little racing car, the Supra Leon E-Racer, or even in its newer form, the Urban Rebel concept car. These are dedicated track vehicles. If you go online and find videos of these things being tested at the track, you'll find some pretty interesting parts about it. Why? Because during racing, when these things start to overheat, they bring out these massive cooling ducts. Similar to that, if you've ever had a restoration company come in to take water out of your basement, they bring in these massive dehumidifiers, but then also they got these high-intensity fans. Well, if you watch the video about the Super E-Racer, they bring out these giant fans. They put them underneath the front of the vehicle and they utilize that to cool the battery down between trials. Why don't they do this in Formula E? Open wheel racers. Open wheel vehicles. Because it's only a cockpit in the center, all you have to do is make sure that the battery is also around that cockpit area and nothing else. You know, basically have that thing in a centralized location underneath the vehicle with this massive enclosure on top of it. You literally have all open air around it. So a Formula E car has a multitude of dimensions that can be utilized to cool the battery. Where the Lyon E-Racer, the Urban Rebel concept, don't. They have a passenger compartment above it. That passenger compartment, especially when you're inside of it on race day, even with no windows in it, can still get warm. It acts as an insulator doesn't matter that there's no insulation material in it whatsoever. The inside of that vehicle will still heat up. Ask NASCAR drivers how hot it gets inside of their vehicles. And they'll tell you, pretty warm. Of course, they also have an internal combustion engine in front of it. But if you're racing an electric car, you now have a battery source below you. So your ass is going to start burning. <laughs> Literally. So adding a multitude of air intake systems will help keep it cooler. But on top of this, what else can automotive companies do? Open your ears, electric car industry, Autolux is going to give a lesson to you. Years ago, we were working on a wind power generator system for the hybrid vehicles, basically utilizing wind power generation through highway driving to 
create power back to the battery. So instead of brake regenerative power, we also have a small windmill inside the car. Now, trying to find a place inside the vehicle, like a hybrid, it's a little rough. Plus, the amount of power that's created out of it, and then when you're going over a certain speed, it'll get to that point where it basically hits terminal velocity. Now, with electric cars, we can also have cooling fans. Now, yet again, this is another system similar to that of the LiDAR system that'll be utilizing our battery source. <laughs> We're going to cover this whole context in another episode about, you know, how we can actually operate all those minor systems without having any take away from our power source. Where the internal combustion engine has utilized the mobility of the moving pistons in the camshaft to operate other systems by using belts and pulleys. A battery really can't do that, but you do have a turbine, an electric turbine engine, with its byproduct of being heat. Heat can be used as a net benefit. Now, we're not talking about a net benefit like, you know, giant mining companies being able to use their vent shafts to create massive greenhouses underground because they have an overabundance of excess heat. That would be great. Don't we all want a greenhouse inside of our car? You can, you know, grow stuff on the road. Eh, who wouldn't like an actual, you know, banana tree inside their car? Eat bananas on the way in, they're right there. You could by utilizing all that excess heat generated by your power source. Or you can use excess heat to create steam and steam to power a fan. You can literally use the heat of the system to power the system to cool it. Kind of interesting, huh? You can also utilize outside air through proper ducting. Similar to that of a cold air intake. Flowing a cold air intake system from the top of your vehicle straight down through a turbo styled fan, allowing it to boost the pressure of the cold air that's coming out, which allows you to cool your battery even quicker. I don't know if any of these car companies or anybody listening to this is thinking of a million dollar idea, and it's kind of funny, you know, we give them out for free here at uh, Autolux, and literally we don't get paid for this shit. <laughs> so. We give you an idea, just take and run with it. All we ask is uh, if anybody ever asks you and say, uh, where'd you come up with the idea? Say, ah, I was listening to this podcast back in the day, uh, Autolux podcast, yeah. So listening to that, and it kind of gave me an idea to do this. Keep us in your back pocket. So utilizing a turbo-styled fan hooked up to a cold air intake system to cool your battery. Kind of ingenious, isn't it? Or a heat system hooked up to a steam system. Now, we did say you don't want to keep liquids near your battery, but your heat doesn't necessarily need to be directly next to your battery. You can funnel it off. You can do it the same way as we have cooling ducts. Up with a reverse cowl that lets all the hot air blow into your windshield, too. Now, the easiest way to cool batteries in electric cars would be if you didn't need that protective plating underneath the vehicle. The protective plating keeps the battery from getting damaged, where if it gets damaged, like we said, if there are damages to the powering system, i.e. your charging station, or to the actual battery, it's just like that toaster we talked about a long time ago. You have a fray in your toaster, you're going to get shocked. If you have a fray in your battery underneath your vehicle, there's a possibility it could cause a fire. A couple years ago, we had a fire not too far away from myself that was actually started while they were building a wind farm. Kind of kind of funny, right? I'm trying to create something uh, environmentally friendly and we create an ecological disaster in our area. But this disaster was created by quads. 
ATVs out in the bush being heavily used during the day were parked in an improper location. They were parked on top of an area that had a lot of dry leaves. And with that engine being so hot, all you needed was just one small piece of paper next to it. It would catch fire, similar to that of your battery. That is also another thing where your protective plating underneath the vehicle is supposed to be like the heat shield on top of your catalytic converter. It's to keep your floor from catching fire. Well, the plating keeps anything underneath the car from catching fire, but it also retains heat. So, by creating a plating system that is even a quarter of an inch out from the actual battery, so basically adding a spacer in between it and the battery, and funneling cold air directly from the front of your vehicle over top of the protective plating, will one, keep that plating cool, and two, keep your battery cool. It's so funny that we have to come up with these ideas. We're not actual like engineers sitting at this side of the microphone. But in some cases, it's the lowest person on the totem pole that comes up with the greatest idea. If you think our ideas are a little far-fetched, I'll give you this one. While taking my automotive product design course back in college, I learned one thing. I actually did a little research on it and found out, yeah, what my teacher was told me was actually true. The tiny little piece of plastic that folds towards you on your seatbelt that keeps you from flying through the windshield with only a seatbelt on was an idea that was spearheaded by a secretary. The Game Boy was invented by a janitor. So, by utilizing proper intake ports and on top of that, all electric cars would be a net benefit for them to actually have a properly sized diffuser on the rear end to allow more of that heat to dissipate from the rear tail of the vehicle. Side brake ducts are always great. We love them on race cars because they keep our brakes cool, but an electric power source, that rear diffuser is going to do more for you than anything else. The cold air rushing underneath your vehicle has to go somewhere as well. You want it to break away and smoothly release from the vehicle, and with it, taking the hot air that was generated by your power source. Yes. We need to keep our batteries cool, and that's something that we have to do. By adding more intake ports and literally forcing cold air on top of it, brings us back to the good old heydays of the Volkswagen Beetle and its air-cooled engine. It seems simple, and it seems a little bit archaic, but until you can develop a new cooling system using gel or even water to find a way to cool a battery within a vehicle from overheating, air-cooled may just be your best bet for the future. So you know what? Let's keep that battery cool and let's keep it going. Why? Because we want our electric cars to not catch fire in our garage. Nobody wants to go put a claim in with your insurance company because your car caught your house on fire. It just seems kind of dumb, right? It's like some you know stupid person lighting a fire in your backyard. It just should not have happened. And your car catching it on fire just because it wasn't cooled down. From my time in the restoration industry, I have learned one thing. A lot of fires and houses that start in garages are because of hot equipment. A lot of them happen in either the winter time or in the early time of the summer when people are mowing their lawns a lot more often or snow blowing a lot more often. When you bring a hot snowblower into your garage and you just did an oil change and one of those oily rags falls onto your hot snowblower, what is going to happen? The air is not super cool outside. And in all reality, when you bring your hot, boiling hot car inside, you should let it cool off before you bring it in the garage as well. Batteries may just be one of the worst ones, because if that protective plate gets too hot, it's just a little too close to the ground than your exhaust system is. Being too close to the ground means it's too close to that previous oil spill. And if you haven't checked over your equipment 
and there is a malfunction within your charging system or a fray in the system, then, well, there could just be another major issue. So, do you think some air cooling, a little bit more air cooling in our automobiles would help these electric cars from catching fire? Hell, it would be a net benefit to it. And with all that added space, due to the fact that we don't need a massive engine holding up that front end, and we now have a frunk utilizing that frunk for either storage of a battery utilized to cool that product through fans or operate other systems, or utilize it as extra aerodynamic downforce or cold air intakes. EVs just give us more space to work with. And cooling the system could just get a little bit easier if we just put our minds to it. So, for myself, if you have any questions or concerns about this podcast, please send us an email over at email.autolux.net. You can drop me a line, check me out on you know any of the major social feeds out there from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to even Pinterest. The Autolux and Autolux podcast are there. Keyword is Autolux. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment, and follow us to find out more as we expand on this story and go into more of damages from the system to why the system is failing itself these days. So stop on by, give us a quick follow, and tell your friends and family about it. The Autolux Podcast is here to help the automotive world. And in saying with that, the Autolux Podcast is brought to you by Ecom Entertainment Media. The Autolux.net website and hosted by the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, owner and operator of Ecom Entertainment Media and the Autolux podcast and Autolux.net website. Yes, I run it all. I do it all. This isn't a 20 person show. This is Autolux. So from myself, Everett J., my whole team here, strap yourself in for this one fun ride. This battery that's burning our ass is going to take us on.